everybody, this is Ross the Boss. You're listening to Rock Nations with Dave Kinchin. Woo! Awesome. Yes, thank you, man. <laughs> thank you so That's much. Awesome. You can tell I've done that before. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Rock and roll, baby! Yes! Yay! And now, a show on the go. We are talking metal in a car, which is made of metal. That's right. Oh yeah, bring the thunder, ladies and gentlemen. That is even more Ross the Boss from the album Born of Fire, of course. We're talking to Ross the Boss, the third and final installment of our exclusive interview. Feels like we've been doing this forever, right? It does feel like it, but this this last (laughs) part is uh, a really, really cool part of the interview. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's a neat story. Yeah, it is. Really, really interesting uh, how these two got together. Yeah, how many times have we talked uh, to (laughs) KK Downing, right? We've talked to him numerous times on this show. And uh, we talked to Ross the Boss, of course. We had to ask him about when he got together with KK Downing and they did, uh, they got ready for... Uh, really a big show, which was K.K. Downing's first uh, show in Bloodstock. One of his first performances in years since leaving Judas Priest. Right. So it was extremely cool. So you're going to hear that story. It's awesome. Yeah, it makes me uh, wish I was a Bloodstock. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I know. The video for it was really good, too. And uh, and I'll tell you the story real quick. Um, This is very true. I was on an assignment back when I was at uh, Fox 29, of course, where Mm -hmm. we uh, we know each other. Uh, I was on a story in Atlantic City, and I, I get a call. I was, go, I was at a Wawa, I'd get a lunch break, and it's KK Downing on the phone. I'm yep. not kidding, okay? I remember this. He calls, he calls, <laughs> and uh, he's, he's like, hey, hey, mate, how are you? Uh, you know, and I uh, just uh, want to see, uh, you know, what you think uh, for gear and songs. Uh, and I was like, I, I, I panicked because I thought, did I miss an interview? <laughs> did I forget? About an interview with the guitarist of Judas Priest, you know, founding member. What did I number. do? Yeah. What did I do? And I kind of kept it going because I was waiting for him. I was like, okay. I, I He just said, uh, yeah, you know, we could do this. So he just was kind of going on and on talking about, you know, I think guitars and just gear. <laughs> and I, I finally said, okay, wait. This is Dave Kinchin, the reporter in Philadelphia. I, are you, do we have something set up? And he said, well, why didn't you stop me, man? I, <laughs> I said because it was kind of cool, and I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. <laughs> but he was calling. He meant to call either Ross or somebody else related to the getting ready for the, the Bloodstock show and what he was doing with uh, with Ross the Boss. <laughs> it, was just, I mean, it was the coolest thing ever. It's like, you know, an accidental phone call. That doesn't happen. What, the, what, you know? what gear was he talking about? He was uh, talking about guitars. He was talking really? about, like, what guitars they were going to use. Because uh, KK has... Um, the, he has a, I think it's the KXK brand. He has a, a like, they're basically Vs, like uh, right. flying V type of guitars. Right. And, uh, yeah, they were just trying to He's sort out. He's synonymous right. to me for the white yes. flying V. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, before, uh, yep. and that Redfield, Redwood. before yeah. Mustaine, before any of those 64 guys. flying V, oh, yeah. Now he was, was KK down. Yeah, it was, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was his sound and... And he's, you know, he's had a couple different, like, I think Hamer made a, uh, some guitars for him back in the day. And yeah. he's had a, a few, you know, he's played a, a different variations over the years. The V's been, you know, emulated by so many different brands. But, uh, but no, I agree with you. I mean, he just, he knows how to really just pull the heck out of that sound, you know, and really yeah. get it. But that was one of the most amazing experiences. Um, and uh, I was so excited. We were talking about talking to Ross the Boss. I forgot to mention that to him. But, <laughs> but he'll, if he hears the show, we'll, we'll get that out there. Well, we'd love to talk to you yeah. again soon, KK. We miss Absolutely, you. Absolutely, we and, do. Uh, uh, KK, uh, you know, he's kind of working on the new album. Yep. KK's Priest. 
is the band, and uh, he said, you know, his folks, uh, you can't really do, you know, they're, they're going to roll something out when the album's ready to go. They're going right. to do some, you know, when a new album comes out, they want to have a, a full platform that they can, or not platform, but a full array of content they can put out and talk about, you know, right. which makes sense. So proper management, yeah. the whole thing, yeah. press releases. We should do a best of KK Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole hour show on it. Yeah, good. yeah absolutely. But uh, welcome into the Vital Master. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Dave. Uh, we were Thank off, you. Uh, off last week, took a little bit of a, a break there. Uh, we put a couple of extras up there. The David Coverdale interview we did really before um, we even launched the show. Yeah. Uh, put that out there. Um, you know, we actually did. I did a story. Um, it was really for a print article, and uh, I found the audio, and I said, i got to put this out there. So we put that out. Fun little phone call there. Uh, got some other things we're working on. but uh, th- and, and a big interview coming up, but uh, hey, it's just great to be back. Well, yeah, I was I've been going stir crazy. Uh, last week was um, pretty intense. Uh, I had a person that uh, I worked closely with uh, was was going through something because of a person that they they knew uh, had to get tested. So, in this new world that we live in, yeah. if if, you, if you're even suspected of of having COVID nineteen. Uh, you're off for two weeks, so yeah. um, until your tests come back, obviously that you're negative and you do not have the virus. So um, it's, there's been a rotation of of people off off and on uh, that are there one week and then gone another week. Nobody seems to know what's going on, but um, that's this new reality. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, it's a little stressful. I will admit. Um, sure, yeah. but uh, yeah, we we. we we're, we're Philadelphia is peaking right now with the virus. Um, we're we're at the top of this peak that the Dr. Fauci and the other uh, doctors and scientists are talking about, and hopefully uh, Philly will be on the decline in the next few weeks to come. Uh, we still have no end in sight with this virus. We still are wondering what is going on, uh, where where we're headed, when are we going to be able to do stuff, when are we going to be able to see our friends, eat out, socialize. Go to concerts, um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, really everything. I mean, uh, it'd be so great to see a show. I mean, I, you know, I just I don't know what will that show be once things finally you know <laughs> settle down. What will that show that first show be? You I know, don't know. I, every I, I'd love it to be the Rolling Stones, but I mean we've seen them yeah. already. But you know, I think they can't. I mean, everything's pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, and uh, of course, uh, yeah. you know, Doctor Ezekiel Emanuel was talking about. We'll get more into this a little bit later. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, he was part of the, um, uh, the, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, he was one of the architects, yes. really, of it. Uh, and uh, the brother of Rahm Emanuel, former mayor of Chicago and President Obama's chief of staff. And yeah. uh, Dr. Emanuel said, you know, we're looking, you know, you can only, you have to open up the economy in bits and pieces with something like this. Concerts could be, you know, delayed or canceled, postponed, whatever you want to say, until October 2021, right? Wow. Which is, I believe, is was the, wow. the time. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. But, you, you know, you certainly understand. That's a year it. and a half away. That's a year and a half away, yeah. Shane, you've got the article right there. Yeah, and NME Magazine, uh, UK Magazine. Um, it says here, in a recent roundtable discussion hosted and transcribed by the New York Times, bioethicist and professor of healthcare management, Zeke Emanuel says he has no idea how promoters that are rescheduling arts and music events for later this year think that's a plausible possibility. Uh, was, he said this at a video conference um, um, 
in New York and basically uh, he said larger gatherings, conferences, concerts, sporting events. When people say they're going to reschedule this conference or graduation event for October 2020, I have no idea how they think that's a plausible possibility. I think those things will be the last things to return, Manuel said in the video conference. Uh, he said, realistically, we're talking fall 2021 at the earliest, unquote. Crazy, right? So we're talking, and, and again, not just concerts. We're talking sporting. I mean, well, I football, like football yeah. games, all kinds of big. Yeah, I, I got. Uh, uh, I have five shows scheduled for um, April, May, um, June, and then October. Mm. October was the end of October. I was actually Halloween night uh, for a mutual friend of ours, Greg. Uh, we were going to see. Um, uh, Einstreisende Neubauten, mm. the German band, and they just canceled today. Mm. So um, I hopefully I said that right. I hope I didn't butcher <laughs> it. But um, is that a pretty good I'm tired. No. Of, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, so every there's five shows, and and um, I think one of them was kicked back till next year mm. at this time. So that may or may not be safe. I don't know. But all the other ones were completely canceled. Wow. Um, First tour for Neubauten in 15 years, 10, 15 years, something like that. They haven't mm. been here in a long time. That is wild. Uh, they have a new record out, and they were excited to bring it to America. Uh, another band, House of Love, is going to play at the First Unitarian Church. Uh, first time they've ever toured the U.S. Uh, that's completely done and over. Another band from, um, from I believe, Denmark, um, uh, the radio department, they were playing at Union Transfer. Uh, they haven't toured in a long time. That one was canceled. It's like, it, it, it's just depressing. It really is. You, um, because of, of streaming and because of digital music theft and because of nobody's buying physical yeah. formats, these bands are having a very difficult time making ends meet. I can't imagine right now, um, especially for the U.S. bands, um, how, they're, how they were surviving without... Mm -hmm. Healthcare, this, that, and the other. Yeah, and I mean that's like you said, that's how they they make their their bread. Even if you're a you know a band that's been successful in the past, and you have reissues or you have um, you know a backlog that people buy once in a while, you know they might get the album on, they have it on CD, they get it on vinyl, whatever. Um, even though I mean even those folks are taking hits too, because yeah. right? people aren't buying reissues or they're not buying the. Uh, you know, they're not going back to get a classic record that they want to have in a different form. Right. So there's potential for even some of these, you know, these icons who are established to take. I mean, they're certainly going to take a hit, too, you know. Right. And um, as of March, um, even even the streaming music streaming is down right now Wow. for music. So they're, they're getting it. Um, they're getting punched, you know. <clears throat> multiple ways uh, I, I read an article I don't know exactly where I read it uh, it escapes me but um, Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon is one of the best selling records of all the time mm -hmm. and it's kind of like one of those albums that's a barometer for the industry because it sells so well week after week right. month after month um, the drop off of the sales of that record in just the last few weeks wow. uh, whether it's because we have so many unemployed uh, people do not have disposable income um, 
and we could possibly be heading into a depression. Um, that, that album sold like uh, 3% of what it normally sells. Wow. Huge indicator. I yeah. Mean, and uh, not much else is selling as well. Wow. So, and we, uh, we, we brought on our favorite, uh, favorite guy we like to talk to Jay Sonica yeah yeah from our, our, uh, Electric Avenue and record uh, retail correspondent <laughs> yeah he, he's at the front line of of, of retail in, in this environment Jason how you how you making out I mean I you know we're we're talking to we've been following a lot of businesses and just their impact to the small business yeah. owners and how they're dealing with things and obviously as the days go on and the weeks go on, it gets you know more and more difficult. I'm sure. I mean, how have you been yep. making out? Um. All right. So, well, I'll say I don't want to sound doom and gloom because yeah. I think I did that before. <laughs> um, it's actually turning out to be slightly worse than what I even expected the last time we talked. Wow. But um, you know, I mean. <sighs> business obviously i'm trying to limp along with a model of sort of like doing internet sales and sort of you know takeout situation and all mm -hmm. but it's really um this is not a sustainable business model so yeah hopefully something kind of gives at some point but uh I, I look at things like record store day in june and i think is this really gonna happen i'm becoming much more skeptical about that or all of a sudden, everybody's going to have to come up with some brilliant plan of how to manage that. But uh, I don't know. Every day is a challenge, and it, it's um, it's it's really wearing me down in a lot of ways. And I think it's not just the business side of things, but it's the sort of emotional toll that it's taking on everybody. Yeah. Because I get people that you know, they, there are a few people that will call and place orders and things like that. But there's a lot of people that they're just home alone and they're so like we're so connected because of our sort of relationship in this business situation yeah. that they just want to like talk i mean last week i had a guy call me about john prine and spent an hour mm. just sort of sobbing down the other end of the phone he meant the world to this guy yeah. and i'm like I cannot hang up on you now because i'm there with you i think yeah. this is terrible you know you're like an so, outlet for him yeah, you're almost like part retail, part therapist. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's really that's really interesting in the yeah. sense that uh, I mean, there's not uh, a whole lot of um, that any of us can really uh, do about stuff. I mean, like, uh, how many customers have you had that have run into like financial situations and they were once oh quite a few right. i mean i had a guy the other day that you know i was pretty sure that he'd be interested in that new strokes record and then uh i sent him a message and then he said oh i'm just trying to watch my funds right now until you know i'm back at work and i was i you know i double double checked my brain here and said oh yeah that's right you know you are in a situation that and then i feel terrible and i, and I know what i'm going through yeah. i can't imagine what some people are going through it's just yeah it's um it's scary so even i, I even i got the clamp down from the wife you know uh piles <laughs> yep piles got got smaller because uh no i mean uh there was uh the this first i think it was the end of the first week and the early part of the second week um her employers told her that uh if anyone contracted the virus they were going to shut down for the duration mm. 
of uh, wow. of the event, and um, one person did, but they were at home and they weren't working. They happened to be on vacation, so they they dodged a bullet. But you know, like it, it's probably just a matter of time because the way this thing's spreading. Yeah. Uh, it sort of feels. I don't know. I mean, I'm out in the. I'm so far out in the burbs in Chester County. I mean, yeah, there's cases out here, but for some reason, we've been a little more, either more impervious to it than yeah. like Delaware and Montgomery, mm. or it's there are so many people that are walking around with it that don't even know that they have it or are afraid to find out that they have it. I have a kid that's sort of like a 23 year old grad student that's been like hitting me up for a couple records every week and he's the greatest kid he's been shopping yeah. with me for a long time that's awesome but, you know he showed up two weeks ago and he didn't look or sound well mm. as i met him outside the door because i'm like you're not getting in the store and then last week he looked way worse and said oh, how, he talked about how he had a scare he woke up in the middle of the night and was paranoid and running around the room because he he couldn't breathe and then this week he showed up and he looks better again but he said he's still like having those moments he said he never had a fever but he's had shortness of breath and i said you need to go get tested go get your plasma drawn or whatever they're doing to help you know treat other people and he said you know i'm starting to think about doing that and it's like you know all this started when he said oh my girlfriend just came down from new york and she's quarantining herself in my Ooh. basement and that was two weeks ago. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that probably have this that don't either don't know or they just don't want to admit it. So. Well, the, the fear, you, you brought up a really interesting point that I didn't think about, the fear factor of, you know, if you do, you know, test for it and you get it, and, you know, what, what happens? I mean, you go into an emotional shock of some kind, you know? I mean, yeah. that, that, that's a factor, too, that really is. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I'm sure it's scary. So, I mean, it's scary enough for those of us that don't have it. Right. And last week I had a friend whose stepfather died from it. So, mm. you know, and I mean, he lives 15 minutes from me. So oh, it's, geez. it's everywhere really, but, uh, what, 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 what's your take on the, the big Rolling Stone article? I think that you were the one that called my attention to this. Uh, it says the headlines. Like the headline is coronavirus, and and quotes could be the death knell for indie retailers. Uh, it says most shops were already scraping by, but many look for hope as the pandemic forces their doors closed. I mean, what what's your? These are these were a lot of bigger stores, four hundred employees, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Um. um well. The, the bigger the staff you have, the more you have to worry about, right? So right. in my case, I'm pretty much a, a sole operator, but I don't know. I I, um, I can see this being pretty uh, drastic for a lot of places because I'm even looking at, you know, my way out of this now and, and all this discussion of how do we get the economy going again? And I think, are people going to want to come to a room where you're in there with a few other people you're all touching the same things you know it's kind of you're breathing the same air do i need to have hand sanitizing stations in every corner everybody wears gloves and masks um i mean you know you don't you don't know what to do about that so i may have to limit the amount of people in the store well you know, how do you handle that? I guess you know, we'll have parameters probably, but it's a whole host of issues that are getting brought up. And 
it is kind of frightening when you're a, a place that sort of thrives on that. I feel for restaurants, you know, you can't take your mask off if you're sitting down to eat and someone is right next to you. But my wife brought up a good point and said she feels even worse for the movie theaters, which nobody's really talking about a lot because you can't, you know, at least the restaurants can do takeout for a while. You know, what do you do to take out at a movie theater? Yeah, get a $5 box of M&M's. I mean, no, no, you're right. I think it's, um, that's another thing. You're right. I mean, there's a lot of those theaters were already kind of on the edge anyway with uh, streaming and a lot of things going to yeah. video so quick or going to streaming services so quick and then this happens it's terrible yeah so all those employees are out of work too and i don't know it's it's, it's gonna take a while it's just a shame from a cultural standpoint i mean uh the ritz uh, theaters in philly some of them several of them have closed amc's closing um it, it's 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 going to be really interesting to see who makes it out of this alive. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be very depressing. When we well, see- culturally, you're right. I think it's going to be tough. But then you also have to think artistically. Yeah. I have a feeling that this is probably going to birth some of the most incredible art and music that we've ever heard in our lifetimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it always seems like super major tragedies do so. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting to hear those songs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the writing's got to be going on now, yeah. But, um, Jason, speaking of, like, art, I, a lot of record releases have been delayed uh, since the end of March. Um, uh, Warner Brothers says they're not going to delay anything. They're still releasing their big al- albums. How does this stuff affect you as the retail store? That you, you are not in a position right now where you can have 20 people come in and grab that off the shelf. Um, what do you think of Warner Brothers' decision to keep keep uh, pumping up, pumping out their big albums? It's very interesting you bring this up because I just was talking to a friend, record store owner over in uh, Manchester, England, and he was talking about how they just shut down Warner over there because people in the plant were contracting it, so they can't even ship the product. Oh my god! Oh, but wow. that's a other, that's a whole other thing entirely. I feel like it almost is detrimental in a way with all this shifting back. I know I understand that artists want to get out there and tour and promote their record when the record is hot and all that. Yeah. Um, but from a standpoint of you got how many people that are sort of shut-ins right now at home that are searching for something to keep their attention. Yeah. And if they flat, latch on to something and then say like, you know, I'd really like to own that. There's really no option to own it until all of this is lifted unless, Mm -hmm. you know, they can, I don't know, make it to a a store for like a handoff at the door or, or, you know, I I don't know. I I mean, I guess that Fish and Fiona Apple are both really, or Fish, I guess, is out. Fiona's is coming out. They're all, they're streaming, will be streaming, but I haven't heard any sort of announcement about what's happening with the physical product and, you know, so it's very confusing. There's so many things that got pushed to July and I think even like the Liam Gallagher Live and Jarvis Cocker are like September now. I mean, it's just a mess. I can't even like, I can't even really put it into words what a mess it is trying to keep up with all the changes. So, yeah, that, that Deep Purple record, I was uh, whoosh. Was, I, I've been looking forward yeah, to that. And that, that was kicked to August. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. 
What, what did Jason Aldean or what is his name? I can't. <laughs> I don't even know his name. Mr. Aldean. Uh, didn't he have a release coming out? A big one or something? Or was that? I don't know about him. I know Jason. Well, Jason Isbell oh, that's still it. has one. Isbell coming yep. out. Uh, I don't know if that's changed yet or not. Uh, I saw he, he changed it. He said he was changing it for you guys. Oh, okay. He specifically said for the independent retailers. Mm. So that's pretty cool. You know, I, I mean, it is. I understand because there are a lot of people that won't come out. I did still sell a lot of Pearl Jam, though, and I did still sell a few Strokes records and probably not as many if there wasn't a pandemic going on. But, yeah. you know, the business is still, if you can find a way to do it that's not sort of like putting people in danger and not going against like the state or something like that you know i think that there are ways to handle that but um it's kind of frustrating because those are the things that keep people interested and keep them coming back and if they don't have that then it really does sort of die on the vine so right uh, it is what it is yeah are <laughs> to you quote thundercats new album <laughs> what uh... One of the things you have done, and we talked about this the last time that we, we talked to you, um, you, you took a lot of, of your in-store stock, uh, almost a thousand pieces, and you've, you've been listing them on Discogs. Yeah. Um, how's that been gone at, of sales? Well, you know, better than I thought, but I think it's kind of um, a mix of that and sort of I've been you know, making more videos for Facebook and things that I never would have done before, really, in a way to sort of reach out to people a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm photogenic and <laughs> I don't like the sound of my voice, but other people, I keep getting like people saying, oh, you know, you're, you know, we, we enjoy that. And it's a way of keeping sort of um, communication going. So that's been good in a way. Um, and I, I think really... I know this is going to sound absolutely cheesy, but I feel like I just have the best customer base in the world. I mean, it's small, yeah. but they're feisty yeah. and they're really loyal. And there's a lot of people, I'm sure there's a lot of stores out there that are probably the same way where the music people are just passionate people and they really want to support their places. And I've had people come out of the woodwork that I haven't even talked to for, you know, maybe months or years and, I just had one guy who's in his 80s that I think he's been shopping with me for 20 years or more. Mm. And he I just got a message from him the other day that said, it was from his wife. And she says, he'd like to send you something. Can he just you know put a check in the mail? And I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? You know, like there are so many good people out there that, you know, it's easy yeah. to get jaded and forget. And it's moments like this that really kind of reawaken you to that stuff. So yeah, I've seen some stories out there of people, you know, supporting businesses or just doing whatever they can, Absolutely. you know, buying a, like whether whether it's a restaurant or, you know, and, and that's cool. And, and you know, not just get, going to get a meal, but like you know, doing a big tip or something. And th that's yeah. awesome. I mean, we, you know, that, that's the we're all in this together thing. Which I know it sounds like a cliche, but that's when you start to really realize it's true. You know what I mean? You start yeah. to feel it. Yeah. Well, I mean, totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I forget when the last time I was in Jason, but I tried to come in bef before the, the the wave hit, and uh, yeah. it was it was still a little. Um, I remember we were we were social distancing at that point. 
you were there on that tenuous Saturday where there were a ton of people out because they were yeah. all like, is this the end of the world? And literally right. the next day, it seemed like it was the end of the world. How, how soon after that did everything shut down for that week? Oh, it was the next day. It was. And I had one guy who brought in a whole collection of records, and then it sat there for three weeks before I was like, you know what, I should probably call this person and tell them, like, I'll buy your records, I'm just sorry I haven't gotten back to you because the world stopped. Yeah. (laughs) He said, well, it was my fault I brought them in on the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, just look at the list of artists that, uh, these are spring, this is a spring, this is what people like to do. Alicia Keys, Lady Gaga... Heim, Hines, Tony Braxton, Kalani, The Pretenders, Willie Nelson. Uh, I don't know who the CNCO, <laughs> uh, some boy band apparently. Sam Smith, Jarvis Cocker, the 1975, Kelly Lee Owens, and the Lemon Twigs all were supposed to have records out uh, yeah. in the last two weeks. So, so what do you think that's gonna do? Uh, Make a busy summer. You're gonna have a busy fall. You're gonna have a very busy summer and a very busy fall. Either that, or it's going to be like, oh, we can't control this thing. It's out there again, so we're shutting everything down again. I mean, it's either that, or it's going to be like a glut of things, and the cream Mm -hmm. will rise to the top, and those other people are going to be like, well, we thought we could sell this record, but you know, the time isn't right. who knows? I don't know. Well, you have that, and, and also, you know, if this one uh, uh, reporter, the statement from uh, Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, uh, who was, you know, he was the chief architect of the, the Affordable Care Act, and uh, of course the brother of the former Chicago mayor, uh, Rahm Emanuel, and he, he said, he gave a statement saying that, um, you know, you have to reopen the economy in bits and pieces, and that we may not be able to get back to concerts until, what was it, until next year, right? October of 2021. October, yeah, October of 2021, so, I mean, what wow. do you think, what do you think about that? It's one thing if you can't get the record in your hands, you know, anytime soon, or even in the months in the future, but if you can't have shows until then, what do you, what do you make uh, of that, and, and the, the devastating impact that will have? I think that I would mean, actually benefit you in some yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. It might, but I, I mean, because people will be, like, wanting to find other ways to get their music than going to shows. But, right. boy, isn't that going to be devastating for venues? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how are they going to come out of this with that kind of a lag time? So uh, that's that's pretty startling, actually. But it makes sense. I mean, I, I'd heard the same thing about certain sporting events, so that those would be the last things that would be open again. So I don't know. It's going to be... It'll be interesting. Artists are going to have to find new ways to promote their records. I think we see it a lot now with all these uh, virtual concerts at home and things. So maybe that's sort of one way of handling it for now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's say, um, I don't know, Westchester opens up next week. Uh, how would you go about uh, opening your store to customers? Or would you? Uh, would you have... Would you have a sign out front that said no mask, no entry? Uh, well, the first thing I'd probably try to do is find a sneeze guard somewhere. <laughs> right. Um, I'd probably continue wearing gloves. I don't know. I might wear a mask. I'm not sure. Probably. Um, depends on what, you know, the recommendation is. Uh, customers, I think I really would have to sort of make sure that everybody lathers up with the hand sanitizer if I can find it yeah. <laughs> when they walk in yeah. and then make sure that they're you know keeping social distance and that you know they don't spend more than 
45 minutes at tops. Uh, you know, I mean, I get some people that will come in for like two hours and just pick stuff over. And yeah. I mean, those days we have to go, um, you know, and, and limiting, certainly limiting the number of people depending on how much space is in the room. So who, I don't know. Who comes in for two hours, Jason? Uh, gee, I wonder. Uh, <laughs> I'm not telling your wife anything. I was, like, why, why? I was like, why is it making that weird noise? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, but then, <laughs> but but that's part of the experience, and and that's kind of, and and I don't know how you feel about you know people who are like Shane who are in the store for a long time, but that's kind of part of the experience too is looking over and just seeing what you know like discovering it i don't know i oh, totally you know i mean but that's, that's like, also how we you know build like relationships yeah. with our customers yeah. too so it's like what do you say after 40 well 45 minutes you gotta run your time is up see you next time <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i just uh i hate seeing all all of this good stuff getting kicked over to streaming even more than it already was that's it's a shame yeah, uh, we're gonna have. You know, there's this sleep. whole like mentality of streaming improves the sales of uh, physical product, and I think that's been proven not true by yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's true for the addicts, like like me. Right. If you if yeah, you well, want that that pure sound, like if you want like the tool record that you said has a yeah, magnificent you, sound on physical recording versus the streaming, right? Which right, it does. Right. right about that. Yeah. It's the difference between people who want a visceral experience and people who use it as, like, wallpaper. Right. So is there something you were really looking forward to coming out uh, these months, these last two months, that you uh, are not getting a chance to to check out, Jason? Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. You, you've read the list, and I'd say probably at least <laughs> 30 to 40% of it is stuff that I would have been interested in. But, right. uh, and, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> It, it's got to come eventually, so I just realized, like, I got to be patient, and I got to make sure that, you know, we're putting the health of people first. That's the main thing, and then, you know, the chips are going to fall where they may, but I, yeah. as long, you know, I keep trying to, like, you know, maybe uh, talk to you know, landlords and things like that to see if they can help us out. I mean, we... We were in a situation where we did the small business loan, and I mean, I can't really be too optimistic about it because I'm like, well, government's never really done anything for me before, so why are they going to start now? <laughs> yeah. But um, and we're in a sort of unique situation too, uh, where we aren't, we can't do unemployment because we're business owners, and uh, right. and my wife hasn't worked in three years because she's got an illness, and so you know, it's a, yeah. there's a lot going on there. So I, you know, you try and make do with what you got, and you keep trying to be positive and help, you know keep connecting with your uh, customers and um, you know letting them know what's going on I just try to be really honest about stuff I don't really like pe when people are sort of like phony about it you know I think they really they like to know that you're going through the same thing that they're going through and yeah. that makes them feel like we have a connection you know yeah. and that's important you're not alone so, yeah. Hey, I have a question. What was it like? You mentioned filling out the was it the small business loan application. What was it like? I mean, was it? Because I know there were early reports of like that website crashing a bunch of times. Well, that's the one yeah. I'm thinking of, right? Was that just well, a, a it process? Could have been, it could have been easier. I can't imagine that you know if you were 
someone who didn't speak English, you would not have had some sort of problem with mm. parts of it. And it seemed like there was a certain amount of, um, I don't want to say legalese or legal talk in there that you kind of wondered if you were actually giving the right answer or not, or the answer that they were looking for, mm. um, depending on what, oh, you know, geez. what the parameters of acceptance are. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, but, you know, you hear reports of money being sent out and none's going into your wallet. And I can only imagine, you know, people, just average people and what, you know, what they're going to experience. So, um, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a blanket thing to just say, yeah, everybody's going to get a check and, uh, yeah, well, we'll see about that. Well, <laughs> it kind of strikes me as like when there's a bankruptcy or a lot of the, you know, I, the, I was on a, I, I, I did an IPO once and uh, the, the company went bankrupt before uh, the company even started up and so the money that that everybody contributed was returned to everybody uh, but it was done highest to lowest mm. so the the guy like myself who chipped in a thousand bucks I never saw a dime ever ever you know I never got a dime uh, but the guy that contributed two million got all of his money back, and uh, that's oh. that's kind of how I'm seeing yeah. this play out. I hope that's it's the galling. I hope it's the reverse of that. I'm hoping that this, the little guys, uh, the cafes, the boutiques, the the record stores, the the bars, are the ones that get the money, and and the big companies, um, you know. I mean, I'd be deluding myself if I didn't think that lawyers were lining up to like you know, line their pockets first. So, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, like I said, my wife hasn't worked in three years almost. So, and she can't, she can't file for unemployment. Yeah. So what, what do people do who have, are disabled or can't file for those things? Um, I mean, how do they survive? I don't know. You know, did you so, get your stimulus check yet? Did you guys get any of your stimulus? Package? No, no. Okay. <laughs> That's another thing. You hear reports of all this money being sent out, and you're like, well, to who? Well, it just, it just started today, so we'll mm. hopefully... Uh, I better go check my statement. <laughs> <laughs> and already there was a screw-up. Some guy uh, got like $8.2 million accidentally transferred into his account, so... Oh, good Lord. And he was just supposed to get like 1500 or whatever. Oh, <laughs> so he was million. like, he was like calling the bank, and then the money in between the time that he printed out his bank stub at, at the ATM machine and when he was calling the bank the money disappeared millionaire wow. for a hot second so he was a millionaire for like a split second yeah <laughs> <laughs> check something well, out check know, one thing off your honest. bucket list yeah well yeah at least he was honest but here's yeah. hoping that happens to you guys yeah. um, and nobody catches on well you know I'd rather it not because it, well yeah exactly because if it does go in and then it goes away that's even sadder yeah right oh my gosh yeah but uh, if, if that happened once you know it's happened more than a, you know it's happened other times so. computer stuff yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. So, oh well yeah. supposedly they can afford it <laughs> <laughs> uh, somewhere there's a kid sitting in front of his Xbox going, Hey, Dad, look, we got $8.2 million in our Xbox file. Oh, my God. That's a lot of video games. That's a lot of credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, that's the biggest Xbox you've ever seen. 
buy every game ever made, even the rare ones on uh, eBay or something. <laughs> well, Jason, Jason, hang in there, man. Uh, and uh, hey, thanks very much. I mean, uh, we're you know we're doing what we can, and uh, I'm there for the people, and <laughs> I need to be there for myself too. So <laughs> I, it's a, uh, it's been you know, I think this is the hardest thing that as a business person in this business that I've seen people going through. And uh, I could say that for even my peers and colleagues that have other record stores that I've been talking to. They've just, they've all been suffering. So um, we'll make it through, but it's, uh, you got to sort of really hunker down and yeah, <laughs> make sure. it work. So. Yeah. But I appreciate the thoughts, man. Thank you so much. Jason, that was a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for letting me get this uh, stuff off my chest. I absolutely. appreciate it. Hey, we absolutely. all need that. <laughs> we all need it, absolutely. Yep. Well, it's springtime, but yeah, where is everybody? It's a ghost town, Dave. Yeah. I've never seen this city like this. There's not a soul on the street. Right. And they're not supposed to be out, which you have to follow the guidelines. Looking down from but the, the city right now. Yeah. It's, it's just the lights are on. The trees are blowing, a light breeze. Yeah. There isn't a soul in sight. Just the sign of the times and where we are and what's happening now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, we have to follow the guidelines. It's important. Uh, you know, but as you look at the window, it's, you know, you see all these people who are taking pictures in New York of the empty streets and everything, and it's just, it's a powerful image, you know? Really well, I, here's hoping that we at least get some, some part of spring. Right. Something, yeah. Absolutely. I got to tell you, but. Been going yeah. for a lot of walks and stuff, and it really, um, you know, obviously social distance walks, but away, right. well, away from everybody, and uh, it really, it's really been nice. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you got to run errands and you know do those essential to life functions too. You know, so uh, there is that, and and you know, get some kind of fitness in. You know, yep. look after yourself, but but while following the guidelines and social distancing and everything, absolutely. Well, that's uh, Jason uh, had a lot to say, and and uh, you know Zeke, uh, Emmanuel again, you know that whole thing uh, is going to annihilate the concert industry, and this is one of my favorite times of year. Yeah. To go to concerts this spring, oh, yeah. it's always so like great shows there's so and, many great shows that yeah. comes to Philadelphia, and there's so many great shows that come up and down the Eastern Seaboard, and uh, it's just not going to be the same. It really is not. Yeah, it's sad. And uh, we, you were talking about somebody that you know of who can give us uh, their opinion as well. Of bio yeah, we we have well. another bioethicist that we're going to bring on the show and uh, talk to him about um, his response to Zeke. And uh, such a, almost an extreme uh, response he gave at the video conference. And uh, hopefully, you know, and as Jason said, you know, and I'm sure that you feel this way, as do I, I I'm not seeing an end right around the corner on this. No, not at all. And, and as far uh, as uh, large, you know, Ma major scale events and things like that. Right. It's really hard to say that that's. Yeah, I don't think any experts really been saying. Oh yeah, you know, it's going to be this time. You know, you can't you can't pinpoint it for one. No. And we're still learning about this virus. You know, yeah. we're still learning so much about this. Uh, you know. Well, just in the last week, right. and and we, we we obviously don't want to dwell on this stuff because mm -hmm. we we're trying to take you away from this. But right. just in the past week, we've learned that. The virus uh, attacks other organs, it's, mm -hmm. and and we also learned that uh, 
there have been numerous interviews with people, uh, Sturgill Simpson and Pink. Uh, Sturgill had it for like a month. He was he he had a fever. It went away. He got diagnosed three weeks later in 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 a different month, yeah. and he tested positive for it. Mm. Uh, Pink uh, had one of I think the four or five symptoms, mm -hmm. and and she tested positive for it. Yeah. Um, she just came out of her child had it too, her, and and her baby, three year old, yeah, and her baby had it much worse than she did. Yeah, um, which is again, these are not things that supposedly fit into the parameters. So it makes you wonder: is the thing mutating? What was it, it? It's obviously, it's not the same as it was. Um, even reading like Tom Hanks uh, in a recent interview that he gave. Um, his wife Rita lost her smell and taste. Tom did not. Mm -hmm. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Some people have said they've had that symptom. Others it's not. It's just, yeah. just like uh, it just does whatever it wants. Well, there's also the fear of a second wave too. You know? Yeah, I mean that's that's the one thing that the fear uh, of releasing yeah. us everyone right. too soon and right. us being in a predicament where here we go again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and well, that's back a, in lockdown yeah, and major concern. Yeah, and uh, so. That said, uh, and, and we're just looking for medical opinions too. I mean, we're not getting—we're not like debating any. You know, we're not like getting into debates of things. We just—we—we're we, curious. You know what I mean? It's a curiosity kind of thing, and we just—we just want to see what the experts say. You know? Yeah. Uh, that'll be next week on Rock of Nations with <laughs> Diamond Dave Ketchum. But also something. There is hope out there. There is light at the end of the tunnel, and this yeah. is a great, great thing that's happening. Yeah, uh, this is really New Jersey. Cool. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Bon Jovi, and Halsey, right? Right. Uh, will perform. I, I don't know. I I always saw the name, but I wasn't sure. I, I don't know that particular artist. But Halsey. Uh, yeah, but they're going to uh, do a big New Jersey benefit. This is really cool. Rolling Stone says. Uh, Springsteen, Bon Jovi, and uh, Halsey, and more will star from New Jersey. They will star all stars from New Jersey will be performing in a one-night broadcast to benefit the state's fight against the coronavirus pandemic. It's organized by the newly launched New Jersey Pandemic Relief Fund, or the NJPRF. Wow. Uh, the Jersey for Jersey fundraiser uh, will be broadcast on April 22nd at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Apple Music and Apple TV apps, awesome. uh, E Street Radio, that's a big one, Bruce Springsteen's yeah. radio channel on Sirius XM, local television stations, WABC, WPVI, WPIX, or we just I think they just say PIX in New yeah. York, uh, News 12 and NJTV, as well as radio outlets including uh, 1010 WINS, WCBS 80... Um, 880, I'm sorry, uh, 880. Yeah. 880. Uh, sometimes I'm trying to do it in a radio voice. <laughs> uh, CBS FM, uh, the WFAN, New York's Country 94.7, Alt 92.3, and Q104.3. Other performers include uh, Chelsea Handler, Tony Bennett, Danny DeVito, Whoopi Goldberg. So some wow. comedy in there too, you know, uh, which great. we need. We need, right? Uh, and we need to laugh at yeah. this point. Yeah. Charlie Puth, uh, Kelly Ripa, John Stewart, uh, and uh, Saquon uh, Barkley. Uh, so Saquon. Uh, Saquon, that's it. Sorry. I, He's a yeah. uh, Pitt, Pitt State Penn, guy? Former Penn former Stater Penn State, that now plays for um, where is he now? Electric Eels. No, I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> I, I forget where he is now, but yeah, I, I just remember him being a, a 
great Penn State player. Uh, He's a phenomenal, yeah. yeah. Phenomenal Apologies player. Apologies on the, 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 the butchering Giants. of the name. That's okay. the Giants, yeah. Um, so all participants will be performing from their homes. Uh, quote, New Jersey is on the front lines of this pandemic, making it more important than ever for us to do what Jersey does best, take care of one another, said Tammy Murphy, New Jersey's first lady. Uh, she said in the announcement, that's why we're asking everyone in our state to join the NJPRF and some of New Jersey's finest for some much needed musical entertainment, levity, and Jersey pride during these unprecedented times. So uh, the show will be produced by uh, Joel Gallen, I think is his name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who previously helmed the iHeart Living Room Concert Benefit last month, and that was hosted by and Elton they're, John. And they're also, uh, yeah. iHeart Radio, I heard it's going to be doing, uh, because of the other one being successful, there's talk of another uh, one to two of those Wow. So, uh, at least it's something to look yeah. forward to. I, I, I'm, I'm sure everyone uh, is tired of streaming right. shows, <laughs> uh, looking at their dog. I'm not. The, I'm, I love our dogs. I'm just don't get me wrong. But I mean, everyone's trying to get a little bit of a break from the monotony. Uh, it's been like Groundhog Day at this mm -hmm. point. Um, I don't even. The other day, I didn't even know what day of the week it was. That's and I'm working. It's felt like one long day. Yeah. You know, I'm working from home these days, and, and uh, it just feels like it, it's really felt like one really long day. Yeah. You know? Um, I A bad believe, day. Yeah, I couldn't, right. I couldn't believe uh, it's April 14th. I'm looking like, or 14, or well, uh, the yeah. date of the program. I remember April 1st, like, the other day. Like, it, was, it felt yeah. like yesterday. It's great. Yeah. It's really something, you know, and... Um, very, very, very sad. But yeah. um, it's great that these people are going to band together, no pun intended, and, <laughs> and try to make us all <laughs> uh, have a little bit of enjoyment. We're going to smile a little, yep. um, and we're going to laugh. And yep. um, that's much needed. Um, great news. Great news, Dave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be really cool. Um, so we've got that, and uh, yeah, we've been so we've been talking about this for a while. We've been teasing <laughs> this down, right? Well, it's uh, the we've had a lot of the, fun. It's the most. It's a it's a fun little story. It is, yeah. The premiere. Two uh, legends. Two legends. KK Boom. Downing and Ross the Boss. Two metal legends uh, meeting together, and it's really KK Downing's uh, first or one of his first uh, like public <laughs> performances yeah. since leaving. Judas Priest yep. in uh, 2011 or so. And, uh, yeah, we had to ask Ross the Boss about this. And so this is the final part of our, our interview and uh, my favorite part. Well, the new record, and there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff, The Dictators and Man of War. Uh, but this is Ross. really, yes, this is uh, really, really cool. Listen in. Portions of this program may contain adult language not suitable for children. However, we do encourage you to inform them about rock and roll in general. I wanted to ask you just one uh, more thing. You were talking about speaking of like kind of the itch to get back out there. Um, we saw KK Downing's putting together uh, uh, KK's Priest, and I know you guys, uh, you were really, I think, uh, instrumental in him getting back out there and and playing some shows early on i mean just can you walk us through kind of what that was like uh i love the praise you had for kk and you know his he talked about how legendary he is and and uh that and, and next thing you know you guys are out doing a show and it was awesome yeah um that whole thing came about through a friend that knew him um in england and in the midlands and uh, i said you know why don't you ask KK if he would like to come have a beer with me, with, with us, come and hang out with yeah. us, 
you know, like it went, it went to, just, wouldn't it be cool just to have him come down and shoot the shit and hang out? I mean, he's been out of the scene for so, you know. And then, uh, and then it got to, why don't you ask him if he'd like to play? You know, how would he like to play with us? We have this spot in his backyard, prime time at Bloodstock. Wouldn't he love to play? And it went into like, uh, you know, negotiations and finally he agreed. He said, <laughs> he wants to. He, he checked out, he checked out my band, he checked out the RTB band, he checked out my, my business, uh, if I wasn't a scumbag. And he didn't want to, <laughs> you know, how that goes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my honor and, you know, the whole thing, if he's trustworthy, totally, you know, there's nothing, you know. So my reputation is pretty seamless, and uh, so that's how we did it. And uh, but he insisted on two days practice at his steel mill club, um, and so that's I agreed to it. And then we we flew in, we did two days of practice, fantastic at his steel mill, and then we did the show. That's awesome. And I think I think everybody was very happy with that show. Yes. We had, <laughs> yeah. We, we had Iron Maiden sound mixer, so it sounded great. <laughs> and we were just, you know, we did part of our show, and then we did KK, and he was he was absolutely on fire. Once he got settled in, after like ten seconds, he was he was his old self again, and uh, yeah. um, we love we loved seeing it, and everyone else loved seeing it. So obviously that gave him the spark, you know, to to, to go do something more. Um, so that's uh, he did that he did that show at the steel mill with uh, Dave Elson yep. and uh, Ripper with, and yeah. Ripper, yeah. right? Right. But now that now that their record is done, so they're going to put out a record. So yep. now now we have to get KK to tour. Yes, yes we do. Yeah. But he doesn't really want to tour. I can tell you that. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. You know, Absolutely. we'll see the response to his. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure Judas Priest is delighted with that name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, it's very interesting when I heard that. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. That, uh-huh. You know, this is this is going to be interesting. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, though. you got to <laughs> do your thing. You know, I mean. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yep. Founding so, member. Uh, there you go. Boom. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean, it's been been a pretty. Uh, insane couple of years leading up to all this and then uh, you know but the new record is to me speaks for itself yeah. and that's 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 why I could bear myself <laughs> in these downtimes in this in this situation because I could just listen to the, put that record on and just blow my head off and I said this come on man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When did you know? Like, and I know I, I hate cliche questions. I'm sure you do, but I I, I was listening, and I'm just I, I'm there's so much going into into this new record, um, Born of Fire. I'm wondering, like, when did you have that moment when you knew it was done? When you knew it was complete? Is that a struggle to get to that point sometimes? Well, yeah. It's, I mean, to the final mix, to, to you know, to all that, all that back and forth, all that worry, all that you know, decisions, all that. It actually came pretty quickly, you know, yeah. the record. And once, once, uh, you know, once we were done in the studio with the recording, and I listened to to everything. I listened to the playbacks, especially with when my leads were done, and 
And I said, oh, God, this is pretty good, man. <laughs> it's really pretty good. Then when we sent it off to Sieb Lieberman in Germany and we got the first mix back, it was just, oh, my God. I mean, it's just the sound's incredible. I mean, I mean, it's the sound that we wanted. It's that new modern sound, but yet retaining what we are. And yeah. uh, once we heard that first mix, and then he sent us Made in the Shadows, and it was like, it, it, it was just, it blew, our heads exploded. We knew it. We knew we had a great record. So. So cool. Yes, it is. Yeah. Awesome. You know, I mean, you know how hard it is. I mean, you do all, you spend so much time working and working and emails and files back and forth and hundreds of files and thousands. I mean, you know, back and forth. This sucks. Gotta change this. We got wrong notes in this one. I go, wrong notes? I mean, what do you mean wrong notes? Can't you hear them? I said, no, I can't hear them. You know, <laughs> you know, I, so, you know, but it's, that's the, that's the, that's the process that you have to go through for a new record. And I'm like, you know, so, you know, finally we were done. We were done. You know, we got the mixes. And it was just, oh my God. Yeah. Great. That's <laughs> awesome. To hear that product and, like you said, to hear those leads, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hear the leads, hear the, hear, the, hear the, the hooks. You know, remember, it would have been no record without them hooks. Right. On them songs. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, just imagine you're in a huge crowd and, you, and we, we rip it to fight the fight. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. That starts ripping off the stage, you know, and everyone starts singing that motherfucker, right? Yeah. So, yep. so. do you guys ever play covers, or you you guys play any Manowar songs when you're? We did. Oh yeah, yeah. we did. I did, did two years of doing Manowar songs. Oh right. Sure, we did a hail to you know the hail to England, the whole record, start to finish. Right on. Manowar classics, Manowar classics, and my songs. That's why it's always been. But now it's going to be yeah. less of the Man of War stuff. Yeah. Because you got more content. That's you got more content. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have context. Context. Yeah. Con yeah. Absolutely. What um. Content. Content. Yes. <laughs> what What was Sandy Perlman like? I mean, just such an icon. I mean, there's no better word really. I, you guys were tight with 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 him and, and just the well, whole. Sandy Sandy Perlman is the guy that discovered me. Right. So, you know, discovered the dictators, started Blue Oyster Cult, discovered the dictators, um, uh, produced the Clash, yep. produced many, many, many great records. Uh, he was uh, <laughs> he was just a pioneer, a very, very, you know, very. I, I don't know how to say it. He's just a very unique fellow, an amazing lyricist, and. You know, I totally miss him. We totally miss him. He yeah. died yeah. unexpectedly young with a ter terrible accident. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was, I mean, not, I mean, without him, none of this would have happened. Yeah. None of this. So, Sandy, I always miss him and I love him and uh, we all do. Because uh, I, I didn't, I, I'm sorry, but, I, I didn't realize but, that he totally, like, pretty much invented Blue Oyster Cult. I had no clue. Well, yeah, I mean, he took that band and uh, I think it's because of him. He gave them that image. Yeah. He gave them the the image. He gave them the lyrics. Yep. You yep. know? I mean, when they were Salt White Underbelly and Salt Forest Group, they weren't Blue Oyster Cult. When they became Blue Oyster Cult, 
was that symbol, was that logo, yep. yeah. were those lyrics, you know, Transmania Khan MC, uh, the red and the black, oh. you know, after the kiss of red cap, yep. uh, you know, then came the last days of May. I mean, those songs were just, just changed my life as a guitar player as well, because Buck Thurman was so, very influential to me, that yeah. first record. Oh yeah, yeah little, he, little did I know how close I would be to them. Yeah, it's <laughs> wild. I mean, he, he, Buck Dover, he influenced so many people. I mean, to he does, and yeah. he doesn't get the credit for it. Yeah, now he doesn't. That's you what know, uh, so. you didn't get to sit in on that clash session, did you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were away. Give him enough rope. Oh, you were. Um, yeah. Oh. Wow. That's such an iconic record too. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, all right. Hey, Russ the Boss, man, thank you so much for your time, man. Board of Fire is the album. Um, we're going to play a little bit throughout the show and, uh, you know, and uh, just really good stuff. And thank, can't thank you enough, sir. You know, it's a pleasure talking to you guys and uh, you're so knowledgeable about everything and it's a pleasure, truly. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, it's, it's a true joy talking to you, Ross. really is. Oh, same here, guys. Uh, Hopefully I can continue. Hopefully everything's going to get better. I know it will. Uh, we'll get through this. Um, we'll get through this together. And uh, we'll be back out on the road. You know, it may take a while, but we'll get there. Yep, absolutely. You know, it, it, it might be frustrating. It might be painful. Uh, but we'll get back there. Yes, absolutely. we will. Hey, uh, Russ, before you go, can we get a, I just like a, you know, radio ID from you, kind of old sure. school, like a, you know, hey, this is, uh, you, uh, this is Russ the Boss, you're listening to Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. Okay. What's up, everybody? This is Ross the Boss, you're listening to Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. Woo! Awesome. Yes, thank you, man. <laughs> thank you so That's much. Awesome. You can tell I've done that before. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Thank you for everything. Thanks for your contributions to music, and we're going to be rocking this record big time, man. It's, I'm, right, you know, right. it's we awesome. That. That, and you can tell people in this time of need for everybody, the way to support music is by physically buying the records. Yep. By so by down the streams, buying the streams, going to the websites, buying the merchandise, because there's no inf there's no income for any of us right now. Yeah. And. Uh, that's how that's how that's how the metal fans and the rock fans can help, and uh, we know they will, because they're, they're they've been there for us forever. Metal fans are the greatest, aren't they? The best. It's <laughs> a great legion. Yeah, they're just yeah. yeah. It's like Absolutely. one family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd love to talk to you when the the dictator stuff starts coming out. So you know what? Let's plan on doing it because uh, what, what I think our plan is to to put out. We, we, we're gonna finish three songs. And we're going to put them up, put one song out a month on Spotify to see the reaction. Oh, I okay. Said, I, I go, Andy, <laughs> don't you know what the reaction's going to be? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's very, you know, he's big on that stuff. Yeah. I said, okay, Andy, don't worry. Believe me. Every people, you know, there's so many people on the road I meet. And I tell them about the dictators and everything. They're so happy. And I said, this, I said Andy, there's so many fans out there. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll yeah. See. That record store day release was awesome, man. The, right. That was fantastic. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was cool. So more, more, more. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll get it. We'll get there. Yeah. Awesome. What a cool guy, Ross the Boss. Uh, spending you know forty five minutes talking to us about all 
kinds of things. And of course, the KK Downing story was really awesome. And it's our final installment of this series of the interview, but he says he great. will come back to talk about the yeah. dictators, right? Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. I, I can't wait. I, it was one of the more enjoyable interviews we've yeah. ever done. And yeah, yeah. Just really, really sweet guy. Yeah. Um, he's weathering the storm up there in Queens yep. uh, in the middle of all this stuff. The basically yeah. the epicenter. Uh, right now, New York has more cases. Uh, just the city alone almost has more cases than Italy, the entire country. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, just yeah. the city alone. Oh. So uh, hopefully uh, everybody up there that we know and love, it's, uh, this, this virus has taken some art, other artists, and we're not, we're not going to bring you down too much. Um, yep. on this stuff but uh, John Prine passed away yep. and uh, Hal Wilner uh, another uh, genius mm -hmm. uh, passed away and, and uh, it, it's uh, just really sad to see uh, these artists who uh, John Prine in particular fought cancer twice yeah and it was and, stable at one point with yeah. COVID and then just and, oh and he crashed so so sad yeah and we're just hoping, and you know, I, I kind of cringe every morning when I get up and look on my phone, and, and it's like, I don't, who's who's gonna go today? Yeah. Who are we gonna lose today? And it's just, it's horrible. It, it really is. is. It's almost like a. Uh, it's been the last two weeks have been kind of like a, a musical rapture, so to mm -hmm. speak. Um, but um, anyway, on a positive note, uh, Ross the boss uh, interview grabbed the attention of somebody. Uh, on my Instagram page, uh, Joy Ross, uh, personal blog mm. in uh, from Russia. Mm. Uh, he's a uh, the fan. It's it's basically the what his blog is the Russian Man of War Brotherhood. <laughs> so uh, thumbs up to you, Joy, and uh, I think that's how you say his, his name or her name, uh, Joy A or Joy. Yeah, I think I'm not sure. Yeah, Thank it's a, I've never seen the name. How cool is this to hear from yeah. our fans over there in Russia? Okay. And and you've had. You've had people from several countries get in contact with you. Yeah, and, which is really uh, cool. Yeah. It really makes our day when, when people reach out to us and uh, want to talk metal, want to talk rock and roll. Yeah. Um, that's the whole point of this Rock of Nations. Yeah, that's it. That's why that's, you formed it. That's it. That's why we, yes, the, the Strategic Alliance. So <laughs> a, a nice shout out to the Russian Man of War Brotherhood. Ross the boss. That's <laughs> all I cool. gotta say. It was very Ross cool. the boss. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Put the needle on the record. Oh yes, indeed. The vinyl masters here. That's some vinyl there, so we from are DK where... Studios here in Philadelphia. <laughs> we are where we need we to be. Are, we, we are where we need to be That's in right. this situation. Uh, we got some some vinyl news for you, yeah, believe it or yeah. not. Um, not a whole lot has been coming out, but um, there's been a few interesting releases that have trickled trickled through. Uh, you're a Who fan, right, Dave? Oh, yeah. Big Who fan or little Who fan? Uh, medium range <laughs> Who fan. Medium range, yeah. This is for the hardcore Who fan. I, I know who they are. <laughs> you know who they are. <laughs> Silly it's dad Roger jokes. and uh, Dad jokes and they don't have any kids. <laughs> Roger and Keith and Peter and, yes. and John. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the Who played uh, in London in June 2015. Uh, they played in front of about 50,000 people. Uh, the re it's being released uh, on vinyl. Um, it's live at Hyde Park. Uh, the Stones released a, a release uh, not too long ago yeah, uh, of yeah. a Hyde Park collection. And, uh, yeah, collection, yeah, and uh, apparently that's just a really fun place for bands to play. Um, it's a triple vinyl package. Uh, it's in red, white, and blue vinyl. Three different discs. 
and uh, there, there will, uh, this was released before. Uh, it was like a fan club type deal, but now you can get your paws on it for a reasonable price uh, if you're a Who fan and you missed it the first time around. There will not be a DVD included in this release, mm. but um, uh, one of the best shows I've ever seen in concert was The Who. That's um, awesome, yeah. Zach Starkey on drums, uh, amazing drummer. Um, Roger and uh, Pete. John had pa just passed away when wow, I saw okay. them. Uh, so unfortunately, I didn't get to uh, get to see him, but um, it, it was uh, it was mind blowing. Mm. Roger still had the the pipes. Yeah, that's I've never seen them live. They're a band I've always wanted to see, and uh, highly highly recommended. And uh, yeah, so uh, that that's coming out, and uh, it's coming out on the fifth of June. So yet another thing we can look forward to uh, when all this crap is over and said and done yeah uh one of the releases that dave and i were really looking forward to that is not coming out and we talked about a little earlier in the show with jason uh the bob ezrin produced deep purple record mm -hmm. whoosh uh supposed to be coming out uh this month i mean i'm sorry it was supposed to come out in early june that's been kicked back now all the way to the end of august yeah so the beginning of august too. i'm sorry so that's getting that's getting picked back like almost 60, 65 days. Um, that there was supposed to be a seven disc box set of Wish available. Mm. Um, I don't know. That's huge. I haven't heard any details as to what no. the seven disc what's on the seven. Yeah, disc. I haven't either. I uh, I've got to look that up. I heard like a quick thing and didn't get a chance to. To now is this Richie? Out, is he back in the? Fall? No, this is uh, uh, Steve Morris, who's been in the band since right. about ninety three, ninety four. Uh, took over when Richie left for like the final time. And Richie's doing his yeah, folk, he, folk uh, yep, uh, uh, medieval. Blackmore's Night with right. his wife Candace yeah. Knight. They do like uh, kind of. Uh, Fairy music, yeah. What's the what's the era? What do you. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah kind like, of loot, loot guitars yeah, and, and medieval kind yeah, of. Yeah, medieval, absolutely. Yeah. yeah Renaissance yep. fair type. Um, well, he's doing a version of Rainbow too. He did a version of Rainbow where it's I just. I wonder if Richie sits around eating like a turkey leg. They do it <laughs> Maybe you're right. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wondering. And a jar, a, a jar of ale or whatever. He strikes me as the kind of guy yeah. that would be sitting around with a yeah, a big, big uh, pint of mead and, yeah. and, a, <laughs> and a and a giant turkey leg. What's funny is I didn't. Uh, I don't know. Watching him over the years, I never got that 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 would be what he does. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it's, I mean, so, he just it's so blues bizarre. a guitar and stuff like that. Yeah. I never would have thought that would have been anything he does. And not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just. It just seemed like it, it was all of a sudden I'm done with Deep Purple, and later on he does that. Um, and this, this is something definitely that we're going to try to do our darndest to get uh, somebody on the show to talk uh, yes. from Deep Purple to talk to us I'd, oh my gosh, yes. about this record yeah. and uh, yep. what it was like to make it. It's uh, This has been the first one they've made since... Uh, what was the one? Uh, they did. Um, just had the word on the cover. Right? It's at the tip of my tongue. I apologize. I'm a bad Deep Purple fan right it now. It is... Um, so what or what? Uh, what what now? What now? Yeah, it was a what now? I believe is what, what? it was. Is okay. it what now? Yeah, let's look it up. Yeah, let's look at it. Up. <laughs> Sorry, fans. We're gonna uh, now what? It's now what? Now, now what? what? Yeah. There it is. Yeah, I knew it. I that was knew a good it. one. I knew no, it. I, was, I knew yeah. it. I knew it. I, but yeah. I'm sorry. But the, yeah. They had the, um, that song around that time, Vincent Price, which was really good. Um, the, you know, it, it's worth a great mention, really, too. I think. Uh, um, 
the cool keyboard cover, is, man. Yeah, it is really cool. That, yeah. That's like a throwback to the seventies cover. It's yeah, like an astronaut the, or a racer. Yeah, yeah, kind of fading like dissolving. away. Yeah, yeah. Kind really. of reminds, reminds me of the Marvel movie too. Dude, of, now yeah. what? I'm sorry, but that cover was. The, the cover was yeah, I, it was terrible, really but it's a release. great record. It's a great, it's a great record. record. Yeah, it was like I've never seen a pairing of a yeah. A, such a horrible jacket with right. such a great album. Exactly. It was the war- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like they had no. They just ran out of ideas. But yeah. Don Airy, uh, who's <laughs> been who, who took over for um, uh, the late John Lord, uh, the late great John Lord. Don Airy just he's played with everybody, right? Um, and he's just phenomenal. He does a great job on that record, and uh, I'm really excited for this. And we have to wait a little, wee bit longer, but we'll get now, there. Who's in, in the band at this point? At this so point, uh, Ian Gillen on right. vocals. I actually saw them last year with. Priest, or maybe it was a year and a half ago. Ian Gillen, Steve Morris of uh, Dixie uh, Drags. Drags, and Kansas. He was in Kansas yeah. for a bit in the 80s. Uh, you've got Roger Glover, who uh, right. was really kind of their original. their most vocal, not original, but their most vocal bassist. I mean, most yeah. well-known bass player, you know. I think it was Nick Simper before that, but yeah, it's Roger on bass. Uh, Ian Pace on drums, the only member wow. of the band who's played on everything, Ian yeah. Pace on drums. Uh, and yeah, I think that's the band. That's it. Wow. Don Airy. It's uh, a quartet. Yeah, that's it. Well, are, is there one I'm missing? That's four. Ian, or, I thought there's five. Ian, Steve, Morse, Don Airy, uh, Roger Glover, and Ian Pace. Pa- two Ians. That's what it is. Two oh, Ians. Two yeah. Ian. yeah. Okay, yeah. five. Ian Gill and Ian Pace. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Here's, I mean, Pacey. A, a, I'm excited because Bob Ezrin, number one. And uh, oh, the cover yeah, yeah. again. Uh, like a huge Bob to, Ezrin fan. He's so amazing. This, this cover could have come out like right after. You know, um, one of their uh, like burn or it yep. just looks like it, it right out of the catalog, mm-hmm. the old stuff. So that's that's exciting. I I swear to God, sometimes covers determine <laughs> how it's good true. a record is. It well, yeah, really... I mean, Hypnosis was known for yeah. you know, I mean that that was part of the the art. I mean, if he had a great cover and a great album, I mean, it should go hand in hand. You know. Yep. Now this we're going into the dark side here for a second. Uh, this is only they scare me a little bit. <laughs> they, scare, they scare me too. I, I will admit, first time I ever heard them. Um, but you they're not they a band right. I'm, I'm driving around listening to all right. the time. But I will give them props on Melissa. Uh, Melissa is their first record, uh, their first full length record. Um, Melissa really um, was such a huge influence as was Don't Break the Oath on. Slayer, Metallica, you Dave name Grohl, it. you said, right? You name it. Dave Grohl says that Melissa is one of his favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, when Dave Grohl did the band Probot, uh, where he got singers like Lemmy, Chronos um, from yep. Venom, he tried to get, uh, he brought King Diamond on for a track. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a really cool release. If you've never heard of that, definitely check it out. If you're a fan of Foo Fighters, uh, it doesn't really sound anything like Foo Fighters. Mm. It's almost like uh, a bunch of metal fans got together with their idols and played with them mm. and put out a kick butt release. But um, very strong songs on that album. I think it was on Southern Lord, if I can remember correctly. Okay. But a really cool concept and a very cool album. Okay. But um, I, I purchased uh, Merciful Fate stuff a long time ago when I was a kid. And it scared the living tar out of me because um, even though they were getting 5K reviews in Kerrang, right. uh, some of their topic stuff They're just was really dark. That, and yeah, they're, they're dark get into and it, but yeah. we're not going to get into it all. But yeah. uh, they're, they, this is probably the only 
LP other LP thing I can really tell you about because a lot of other releases have been dropped mm. uh, until later in the summer because of the, the coronavirus. Don't Break the Oath and Melissa are getting co colored vinyl reissues from Metal Blade. Um, it's been a really long time since Merciful Fate has had anything pressed. Mm. So, um, and I'm hearing that the pressings are sounding really, really good. Mm. Um, so, if you're into Merciful Fate, if you're into King Diamond and you're into that stuff, there's a bunch of other Merciful Fate releases that are also being released and a bunch of other King Diamond stuff that's also being released. So, um, now's the time to, uh, if you're working and you can afford it, now's the time. Uh, I don't think they're that expensive, so mm. there you go. All right. Some new releases. All right. I can roll. They're exclusive, Dave. I, I can't wait for, um, uh, what was the one? There's, um, oh, you know what? No, it's not done yet. There's a Black Sabbath release of a later record. Uh, they're remixing. Your Tony Iommi's been remixing. We're, uh, we're talking about remixing the Forbidden album, which I really like. It's late. It's right. very late, um, 94, 95. But um, I, for some reason, I, uh, my mind tricked me, and I thought that that was uh, set for <laughs> a release at some point. But I'm hoping, because really, I'm really looking forward. That's, I know. that's it's, something it's that It's a I'm, good time yeah, right now to, to catch up on stuff that you... It's, yeah. it's like somebody hit... There's a giant pause button, and somebody pushed it. Yeah. That's just the way it feels everything. about yeah. everything. Yep. Um, some things are being pushed up and out, and they're kind of a blip, but most releases right now are being sat on mm -hmm. for a proper release. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we talked about this, I think we talked about this on the last show briefly, but Bill Withers passed away, uh, yeah. heart disease, um, two weeks ago, and uh, it's been really, really difficult to get most of Bill Withers' full records, uh, yeah, you can get that greatest hit at anthology and get the best of, you can mm -hmm. get this, that, and the other, but Bill Withers didn't really make bad songs. Mm -hmm. um, he's one of those artists that if you really, really like him, I guarantee you you're going to like the full-length release. He's soul. I mean, he has so much, so much soul. And I was actually watching Anchorman 2, and he's in, or um, Anchorman 1, and he's in that, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, no, he's uh, I, uh, just. I love that sound. That sort of um, I don't know what you call it. Is it? It's sort of R and B, but right. Yeah. But it's um, oh, it's just it's got this iconic flair to it. It's so American, you know, quintessentially classic American. And it's so smooth. Yeah, I, yeah I, it's so smooth. Yeah. My, yeah. my father liked him. I, I didn't really when I was a kid, uh, but then I started like as I got older. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, I, I got his best. I was in college, I think, when I got his, his best of, and mm. I was blown away yeah. at the amount of material, the good material that this guy made. Oh, yeah. And then I started slowly getting into the records. I got live at Carnegie Hall. He had nine releases um, in between, uh, I think it was 70 and 1985, and then he just basically was like, see ya. And he walked yeah. away. Yeah, walked away from everything. Walked away. And it's, no one does that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, but there's a clamshell box set that's coming out. It's called the Sussex, uh, the complete Sussex and Columbia sessions. Uh, it's nine discs. Um, it comes with a 40 page booklet and it was originally released back in 2012. Um, and there's a, there's a, uh, fanatical, but very, very good, uh, fan website called super deluxe edition mm. that, that, that basically, Toils and toils to find out what 
what artists are releasing on a grand scale. Mm. And uh, apparently this is going to be released through their website. It's called Super Deluxe Edition uh, later in the month. I don't have a date on it. I think it's... Uh, actually, here it is. It says the 15th of May. Okay. So we have a month till the box set is Pretty much in the day, released. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's uh, the Music On label. I don't know if we've talked about them, but they're a very high-quality mm. uh, uh, Dutch... Uh, uh, reissue label and um, they're they're the ones that are going to be putting it out this time awesome. not, not Columbia okay. Legacy it's gonna be cool. but uh, excellent if you're a fan of Bill and yes. that's pretty much that's right. the wrap for uh, the releases uh, it's a slow slow period it's, it should not be but right. it is and uh, it's a shame we don't have more stuff to talk about but it's alright well we got something cool coming if up if you're at home catalog your music yep. go through and alphabetize your CDs and, yeah. and your records Uh See what you have, see what you don't have, fill in those gaps. Um, we have some cool... <laughs> we have some cool... Uh, <laughs> it's all good. We have some cool um, uh, fan... Uh, some fans of the show have written in there and given us uh, their, their top 20 album releases, metal album releases. Yeah. So I have one of those for next week yep. and uh, some other good stuff. And Greg Renoff, uh, confirmed for the show. Uh, he is the author of Van Halen Rising, a uh, historian who also wrote, uh, co-wrote a book uh, about Ted Templeman, wrote it with him. Uh, so this is awesome. This is going to be really cool. The Van Halen, the early, he's Mr. Van Halen. So we're going to talk about the early, I mean, all things Van Halen with Greg Renoff. This will be really, really cool. I'm looking forward to this. So that'll be uh, next week as well. So he's not only a music historian, he's a Van Halen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, can it get any better? Oh, for, it's the best. It's for the, Don yeah. and Dave. <laughs> I know, it's the best. It's awesome. <laughs> so I'm really yeah. excited, really looking forward to this. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I kept be... emailing him and he said, come on, Dave, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And you were like, one break. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> yeah. All so, right, that'll be Unchained coming up, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Uh, well, Stay safe, everyone. Yes, we are going to get through hands. this. Wash your hands. Yes.